From Yoga and Ayurveda Living, I am Kelly Marie Mills. This is The Dosha Life, a podcast for wellness seekers, curators of happiness, and lovers of healthy living. This podcast is for people interested in tools, remedies, and ancient wisdom coming from Yoga and Ayurveda. Welcome to my happy place. You are on Spiels with Kelly. This is number four. I can't believe it. But here we are. I'm a little bit under the weather. Those old body patterns keep arriving for me, especially when I dive deep into stress-related things, like working far too hard. <laughs> but it's really natural, and it's my pizza coming out with great intensity and then my kapha is showing up saying oh my god will you take a break <laughs> so <laughs> so kapha is demanding I take a rest day which was not the plan at all I can tell you that so in this spiel I wanted to talk about change it's difficult isn't it and what I find the funniest is that it's hard to remember where you're making an effort to change until a few days later we remember we forgot we were changing. And then it's like, oh no, that's a bummer. How did I forget that? I was trying to not do this or I was trying to do this. That's why I have notes all over my house, reminding me of all the things that my personality mind really wants to forget. Because the personality mind loves to be the boss. So a while ago I finally joined the technology world. My children were so happy because I got the bank card in the phone. And it actually means very little to me, only that, only that I can see what's happening in my bank account. But there's not a lot there, I can tell you. And so um, the other day, I was at the cute local shop in Kilcoggan, and I had forgotten my handbag. Now that is unusual. Normally I do remember. I know I'm kind of a little bit ditzy, but still. I had my phone with me and I'd carried in, because I realized I had forgotten my handbag, I carried in eight euros and like 50 cents or something less than that. I ended up trying to buy 12 euros and 50 cents. So the, the cute young man at the counter, <laughs> he was really good. And he just removed what we needed to until I could actually pay for the, well, actually it was like 8.44 or something. But thankfully, you know, with small shops, they're so great because, you know, they're not trying to rush you to get to someone else. So I, otherwise I would have been like, oh my gosh, I'll just go and sort this out myself. And so a few days later, like three days later, I woke up in the morning and I realized that I had a card in my phone. <laughs> and... I was like, how did I forget that? But I've never once used the card in the phone. I'm still not really sure how to do it, but I need to find out. I know that. It just reminded me so much of how often our parents would have told us before we left for school, did you brush your teeth? Did you wash your face? And how long it takes us to remember something when it's not a pattern, when it's not something that we do daily. That's what we can do with the yoga and Ayurveda practices 
is become our parents. Become the ones who stand up to make sure that we can look after ourselves as we age. And that it can be really sweet as well to remember that if it wasn't for whoever was looking after us when we were younger, maybe we wouldn't be who we are today. Well, I know definitely if it wasn't for my mom, I probably would have a lot more cavities. And so in that self-parenting, hopefully we are trying to teach ourselves to make better choices, and it can be a slow, pro a slow process. But I have found over years and years that it's a slow process, really, of using compassion and willpower and trying to find the balance between the personality mind really wanting to run amok and the discernment saying it's time now to look after yourself. And there's always that little wibbly-wobbly wonder that can happen where we forget and we remember and then we forget again. And that's okay. I find it's okay. I find using the phone my bank card is a little bit weird, so I, <laughs> I'm really slow to use it. But it would have been very handy the other day because I had to leave without my raspberries. Apart from that, I wanted to give myself a pat on the back because I remembered about the bank card a few days later. And it was like a celebration. And then I think the older we get, maybe we should celebrate our overthinking and our forgetting as much as all the remembering that we really do. That we can really beat ourselves up for forgetting things, but life gets very busy just as, just as much as when we're older as when we're younger. It's just our field of awareness changes. I know my mother, when dementia was creating far too much space in her cognitive thinking and her memory, that she didn't get excited when she remembered who I was, but of course she would have asked me like definitely 20 times in the space of 15 minutes. How did I get into the house and what was I doing there while I was feeding her her breakfast? <laughs> and while I was sitting with her, I'd always hoped that a little light bulb would go off for her and she might remember this gal sitting in front of her, helping her with her coffee and helping her sit and make sure and eat all her breakfast. But it was really funny watching her because it was like there was all these massive pockets of space in her mind, and she lived in them a lot of the time. And suddenly she would visit a new pocket that she hadn't been to for a while. And then I was in there with her. I was in this pocket sometime for 30 seconds, and sometimes for even a few minutes, where she would remember me and she would say my name, and she would hold my hand. But she always left far too early, no matter what way I look at it. The space in her mind shrouded my time with her. But that's not meant to be a sad story. It's really that I want to celebrate all the bits of my working brain, those bits that, that get lost in pockets of space. 
where I forget the newness and not to get too troubled when I can't remember someone's name. And that is actually something that I do do. I remember faces. And one of the things about Ayurveda is it helps us understand how our mind works. So if you're very visual, it shows that you strong pitta. And if you're more like the sound, so names, then that shows you have a strong vata inclination. And if you're more about remembering the touch and the smell, that's a kapha sign. So if memory is really strikes up through sense of smell and touch, then you're more kapha-like. Ayurveda has given me a lot of comfort while I was watching my mother surviving her dementia. And she did it very gracefully. And like I was saying, I try not to get too troubled when I can't remember people's names or that I started something new that I really want to keep going with, like the magic of using a Visa card in my phone. But who would have thought that would ever happen? Another part of the spiel today was a little bit on my own history and how I met yoga. Actually, to be honest, I was really lucky. I came from a Navy family as in my dad was in the U.S. Navy, and we did a lot of traveling when I was quite young. But we were really fortunate because when I was very young, we moved to Oahu in Hawaii. There was a real melting pot of cultures in Oahu. And so we learned a lot about the Japanese culture and the Hawaiian culture while we lived there. It really struck a chord with me as a child meeting so many different cultures that related to the natural world as a part of their health system. So later we moved to Japan. That's kind of a long story, but I'll do that another day, how we got there. And we moved to Japan for a few years. And in Japan, as a, a child in primary and secondary school, you do a lot of touring through the schools. Well, not a lot. I think I was the one that did less. I always harbor a bit of... <laughs> A bit of stubbornness about that, about my siblings getting to do a lot more traveling in Japan than I ever did. But my mom really was overprotective of me. But anyway, and, and I don't begrudge my mother that, um, <laughs> because I got to go on lots of day tours with her secretly. Um, so uh, the day tours were always to temples and pagodas and shrines in Japan. I don't specifically remember any except for um, one which was in Kamakura with the big Buddha. And the other was every year we had to go to a specific temple and we learned to meditate. Now, it was an awful shame that the schools in Yokosuka and Yokohama didn't actually really engage with meditation because I actually think that I would have liked it as a part of my lifestyle. What I do remember is, you know, you had to sit with your your knees crossed or your legs crossed or else your lower legs tucked underneath you. So I could do those easily. And as I'm always telling my students in my class, um, sitting cross-legged was a part of my youth because there weren't enough seats in the house for all of us, five kids and two adults. Me and Chris were almost always sitting on the floor, <laughs> Indian style, as it used to be called, although I don't think that that's um, PC anymore. 
But the reason actually that Native Americans would have sat cross-legged, the idea was to find the base of the earth, to sit as much of their body upright and still have as much of their body on the earth. So in Japan, really touching on the sacredness of beauty around us and the sacredness of beauty within us, really traveled through my life after that. And one of the other things that struck was that I became very linked to devotion and prayer, and that also remained. So I wouldn't say I'm a religious person, but I do find that I lean towards devotion greatly, especially of listening to the heart. So years after my children were born, I decided finally, having really wanted to go to yoga, went to yoga in Bandon with my teacher still, Marion Gabriel. And, and Marion brought forward beautiful sequences of yoga practices that also involved um, meditation and pranayama and relaxation. And she really nourished all of her students in her classes and so from there I went on to the teacher training with Marion Gabriel and Charlie Stevens. And that was a two-year training back then. The first year was more about development of the self and learning about yourself. And then the second year was all teacher training. And from then on, really haven't looked back. I've always enjoyed uh, what yoga has provided me. It's constant nourishment and inner support. So that's my story of how I met yoga. Um, I am also an Ayurvedic therapist, and I went into Ayurveda mainly because I wanted to help myself and my children to help us all thrive. I was interested in using spices and herbs, and so I remained using those therapies when I can, but I found that Ayurveda gave um, added a richness to yoga and just continues to give me wonderment. It's added so much to my own yoga practice and given me a way of seeing yoga as a tool to tending to my balance. I no longer consider I'm working with my imbalance, but that I'm working with the balance. What Ayurveda gives us is, initially we're always trying to work with our imbalances. I think most people are like, I want to fix this or I want to fix that. What's dominating in the moment is really what we look at in Ayurveda and whether to reduce it or not. And so currently I'm trying to always find that deepening of balance, which means that we're all increasing our sattva when we can, moving to things that make us feel well, and reducing the things that create anxiety and stress, which I did not do too well this week. But that's how I met yoga. That's my story. And remembering to celebrate those moments where we forget. And, you know, if you ever meet me and I don't remember your name, it's not that I had forgotten it straight away, although I, I do tend to do that too. But um, it's just I'm focusing more on the face and the structure of the face. It's kind of funny, actually. Um, and then I ask the name again. But it's just that um, that's the way it is for me. And yeah, that's the bones of it, really. Thank you for listening to that kind of reeling spiel. I had another idea on the spiel, but this is what came out. So thanks so much, and I'll talk to you all soon. Mm -hmm.
Bye for now. Here you will find Monday's meditations, Tuesday's episodic series, Friday's relaxations, interviews with very cool people. There's spiels from Kelly, that's me, on bits that she forgot to say, very normal, or has to say. And Kelly's own are surprise bits and things that you need to know. If you want to help, the best thing to do is download the episodes. Subscribe, follow, rate, review, all help. Thank you to everyone listening, and let me know if you received anything from this that helped you. I thank the Vidyas who have opened my mind and helped me to bring this information to a wider, loving audience. But for now, I look forward to chatting to you in the next episode.